Hi, this is Cindy Godwin, pastor of Summit Church, and this is our chosen podcast. I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope this inspires you. I hope that it helps build up your faith and remind you that God has chosen you and set you apart for His purpose. Enjoy the message. Today, I prepared actually what I'm going to share with you today. It wasn't what I planned on sharing with you, but I'm kind of used to that because I really want to hear the Holy Spirit. I want to do what He says. I want to communicate what He is saying. And uh, He already changed next week. And so we'll maybe finish up on tyrants and tyranny. And remember, a tyrant is a cruel, oppressive ruler. And tyranny is cruel, oppressive rule. And I could probably talk about this for the next few years. But again, I I want to obey the Holy Spirit. So uh, next week, I'm going to conclude this, I think, because next week will be our last actual uh, regular Bible study. And then we'll have the Christmas brunch. And then we'll take a break so that you can all enjoy the Christmas season, and I hope that you will not obey the world and get into a frantic and craziness, because it is, and that you'll just take a time of peace and rest. I certainly plan on doing that. And, but I planned this, I did all this during the break, before Thanksgiving, because I wanted some time to just, I wanted to just spend the weekend in a restful state of mind. And so, and the word does give me rest, but you wouldn't know what I'm talking about unless you actually prepare messages. So, and so anyway, and then all of a sudden, I'm going to read some of it to you today. In the past couple of days, all these words started coming out and some of them God showed me supernaturally. I have no idea how I got them or where I got them. I really don't. It's like I would look at my phone and it would be there. That's why I brought my phone up because I'm going to read some of them to you. And, um. But God was just confirming because, you know, he never says just one thing to one person. If you're hearing God, it's going to be confirmed. That's just all there is to it. In fact, the Bible says on the testimony of two or three, let a thing be established. So when someone is the only person with this revelation, if I were you, I, I wouldn't pay attention to that very much. Okay. And so at any rate, So this was before Thanksgiving. I was planning on doing something else, and I heard the Lord say to talk about, and and I would honestly say these are probably the three greatest tyrants in my life, and it's the the tyrant or the tyranny, ready, of delay, hope deferred, and disappointment. How many of you have ever had any of those? How many of you have never had any of those? I don't see any newborns out there, so, and... And by the way, moms, I know there's not too many moms out there because you stay home when it's early dismissal. I don't know why the school districts are doing that. Maybe we stop paying our tax dollars or something, but it's another early release today. So I will get you out of here in time. And somehow, my sweet Katie types up my scriptures for me. And somehow, I mixed them up. It was totally me and not her. So give me grace today because I'm going to have to scramble to get around everything. But I want to start out with the most famous scripture on hope deferred. Who knows what that is? Come on, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but desire fulfilled is a tree of life. And as you know, in the garden, it is God's desire for us to eat from the tree of life, right? And the Bible tells us 
in the book of Revelation and in the book of Proverbs that Jesus is the tree of life. And we're supposed to eat from him because he is the way, the truth, and the life. Proverbs 13, 12, and the passion says this, when hope's dream seems to drag on and on, the delay can be depressing. How many of you know that? But when at last your dream comes true, life's sweetness will satisfy your soul. So we're going to start by talking about the tyrant of hope deferred. But this one's my favorite. It's actually from the message. Unrelenting disappointment leaves you heart sick, but a sudden good break can turn life around. Don't you know that's true? where you have just unrelenting, I mean, one delay after another, one disappointment after another, and then all of a sudden, there's a sudden turn. And, you know, the Bible's full of suddenlies. Rick, if, well, I guess you can go online and listen to his series on suddenlies. It's the best I've ever heard. I mean, it, and it, one of them, I don't remember which one, but he began to prophesy. He stepped away from the pulpit. He began to prophesy against what the enemy was speaking and that our suddenly was on the horizon. And I believe that. That Hebrew word deferred means drag, drag. So hope that drags makes the heart sick. And guess what the Hebrew word sick means? Ready? Sick. (laughs) That's what it means. So we get a promise from God, and then we start to go through the process. How many of you, you get a promise in your hallelujah, praise the Lord, and you think it's going to happen today? No way is it today, but we receive it for today. And then you go through the process, and God takes you on a path, and along that path, there can be some delays. And here's why, and I'm just telling you right now, if you're in the process, sow seed. Does that mean money? Well, yeah. You could, but there's a lot of things you can sow. Time, talents, and treasures. But if you have a need, sow a seed. Do something for someone else. As I said, Katie lives across the street from me, and Kelly lives two blocks away from me, and this is a common occurrence because I have so many people over. And then they start texting, who's at mom's house? (laughs) And then I'm getting the text, who is there? (laughs) And I always wonder, did they think a burglar is in the house or something? But I'm sowing my time. I'm not charging. I'm sowing my talent or my gifts and the treasures of my heart. But... Between seed, there is time before the harvest. So we say, seed time and harvest, hallelujah. But you're forgetting about the time. Even in the natural realm, when a farmer goes out and sows seed, does he wake up in the morning and there's the harvest? No. Does he go dig up the seed to find out if it's producing? No. Jesus said day and night, day and night. He knows not when. 
First the blade, then the ear, then the corn. It's a difficult process. But while the earth remains, seed time and harvest remain. So if you're in a time of delay or hope deferred, sow some seed. I'm telling you, it's the best thing you can do. And hopefully you're a tither because I'll tell you what, every time I sow a tithe, and this, this church is my home, I pray over it. I just say, Father, I just thank you that you open the windows of heaven to pour out a blessing too great to contain. You rebuke the devourer for my sake. He will not destroy the fruit of my ground. My mind will not cast seed before its time. And all nations, nations or people, will call me blessed, for I am a land of delight, says the Lord. Oh, but that's in the old covenant. Well, guess what? You better take an arrow and dry, draw it from Malachi to Matthew because Jesus did not reverse it in the cross. And I learned from Rick, if it's not reversed in the cross, it stands. As an example, food laws were reversed in the cross. So you can eat all the unclean foods. You can eat rabbit. And I don't remember what all of them are. I'm not going to name them because everyone will get offended, but I do know what they are. <laughs> and you can eat all you want. And it may not be bad for you. I mean, it might not be good for you, but it's lawful. It might not be profitable, but it was reversed in the cross. But sowing your seed was never reversed in the cross. In fact, Jesus said, you sow mint and dill and cumin, but you neglect the weightier matters like mercy and kindness. And then he said, these things you ought to do, mercy, without neglecting the others. So this isn't a message on giving. I'm just, you know, thought I'd tell you since we're talking about seed time and harvest. So Hosea 4, 6 says that God's people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. So what do you do? You do Proverbs. You get knowledge, get wisdom. Proverbs 133, whoever hearkens to me shall dwell securely and in confident trust and shall be quiet without fear or dread of evil. Chapter 2, verse 1, my, my son, if you will receive my words and treasure up my commandments within you and make your ear attentive to wisdom and incline and direct your heart and your mind, who does that? You. You direct your heart and mind to understanding and apply all of your powers to the quest for it. If you cry out for insight and you raise your voice for understanding, if you seek wisdom as silver and search for wisdom as hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. It doesn't say he withholds wisdom. It says he gives it. And from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. And he hides away sound and godly wisdom and stores it for the righteous. Verse 10, skillful and godly wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to you to deliver you from the way of evil and evil men. But what do you have to do? You have to lift up your heart. You have to lift up your words. You have to lift up your voice to the Lord and ask him for it. He's waiting for those who will in humility inquire for wisdom and knowledge because it's the principal thing and knowledge is power, not worldly knowledge. Worldly knowledge puffs up. But the wisdom of God will give you a knowledge that you know how to live. You know how to direct your life. You know the answer even before you see it. 
Hope, the Hebrew word for hope literally means a cord. It's a cord. I like to call it a rope of hope. But that cord is a divine expectation. Figuratively, the Hebrew word for hope means expectancy. Are you ready for this? The thing I long for. How cool is that? The thing I long for. Zechariah 9, 11 and 12. This is one of my life verses. As for you, because of the blood covenant, I have released and sent forth your imprisoned people out of the waterless pit. Return to the stronghold of prosperity and security. You prisoners of hope, even today do I declare, I will restore double your former prosperity to you. Jeremiah 29, 11, I bet you can say this with me. I know the thoughts and plans I have for you, says the Lord. Thoughts for peace and not for evil to give you what? A future and a hope. An expectancy. Your longings fulfilled. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. So before you can even develop your faith, you've got to have hope. You've got to have that divine expectancy. And that's why the devil goes after your hope. Because if he can have your hope, he can have your faith. That's like saying, hey, I'm going to build a new house, but guess what? I'm going to skip the foundation and just put up walls. That house won't stand. You know why? Because the minute the winds and the storms come, it'll knock down those walls. And it will huff and it will puff and it will blow your house down. Got to have a strong foundation. And that foundation is the word of God. So I told you I have some exciting things to share with you today. I have no idea where I got this. I I really don't. I mean, I got it online. Oh, hey, I'm looking down. It it was on Facebook, which is really weird because I don't really read Facebook very much. So, all right, ready? This is after I prepare the message. I just want you to know it's what the Holy Spirit is saying. Restoring and renewing your hope. I heard the Lord say this morning that he is completely removing hope deferred from many of you in this season. While many of us have listened to prophetic words and promises from the Lord over the years, for some of us, many of those words have never manifested for one reason or another. And the end result has caused the hope that many of us have had in those words to wane and defer. And then I heard the following promise from the Holy Spirit whispered in my ear. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. But at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Habakkuk 2.3. Listen, I don't even know who the author of this word is. I don't care. God already told me before I ever read it. So shame on me if I deny this, which I'm not. So there's no shame on me. Some of us, some of those lingering promises are yet going to manifest even though they are tarrying, while others seem to have been waylaid by bad choices or decisions that we or others have made. But God is not only going to restore your hope in this season, he's going to cause you to dream once more. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but when the desire comes, it is a tree of life, Proverbs 13, 12. The fulfillment of the promises is coming one way or another. And when it manifests, it will become like a tree of life to your life. 
All of God's promises are yes and amen unto the glory of God. God is also not a man that he should deceive us or lie to us. So if God said it, I believe it. And that settles it. Return to the stronghold of security and prosperity, you prisoners of hope. Even today do I declare I will restore double your former prosperity, Zechariah 9, 12. Now, I just read three scriptures in this prophetic word that I shared with you that I wrote days before I ever read this. Do you think the Holy Spirit is saying this? I'm just trying to communicate to you. Latch on to what God is saying. Begin to apprehend it. Take these promises. Begin to declare and decree, my desire is fulfilled. This is my now season. And I'm going to read to you something the Lord literally spoke to me in a minute. You're no longer going to feel like you're a prisoner of hope or as one who is floundering about in a place of captivity, but God is going to release the fulfillment of the words that he's declared over you as you turn to him with all of your heart in this season and return to the stronghold that he is your life. No more hopelessness and hope deferred for you. But instead, you'll receive a powerful fulfillment of God's promises for your life in its place. Do you know who you are? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Something that the Lord spoke to me. He said, I'm moving you from expectation to manifestation. See, a prisoner is defined as someone who is bound. So a prisoner of hope is bound by a rope of hope or expectation. I want you to say this with me. I am a prisoner of hope. I am bound by a rope of hope. My only stronghold is hope. And I am moving from expectation to manifestation in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Some years ago, Katie, how long have you been married? 20 years? 21 or 20? 20 years, okay. So about uh, 24 years ago, we came home from church one day. We were over at uh, San Pedro. Is it San Pedro 281? I don't even know what it's called anymore. They keep changing names around here. So um, we were over there, and we came home one day from church. She was 16 years old. I'll never forget it. She said, Mom, did you see that new guy in the band? I said, no. She said, Mom, there's something in his eyes. And Katie, you may not remember this. She said, I think I'm going to marry him. <laughs> well, all three of my daughters have supernatural stories. Now, she's a 16-year-old, so she's a girl. And so you met this mama, starts praying into that. And so before, and he was, turns out he was in the United States Army. He was stationed at Fort Sam. That's what he was doing here. And he got right involved in church with us, and he still, this, to this day, he's in the church, the worship band. And so I made sure I met him, and I invited him for dinner. And so he came for dinner, and I sought the Lord. I studied him, and, and the Lord said very clearly to me, he, he is her husband. Now, I know when I hear God. So I had the word of the Lord. I had the promise, but oh boy, did I not like the process. Because did you hear what I said? He was in the army. 
And within a very short period of time, he got orders to Haiti. No, no, no. No, 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 government. You're not sending him to Haiti. I began to intercede. You know, I had my friends interceding, and sure enough, those orders got canceled until the new orders came. And those orders were to Panama. And boy, I prayed, I prayed, I prayed. I had promises from Scripture. We prayed. I mean, I got them. We did Jericho marches. We did everything. I've told you this story before. For those orders to be canceled. And Christy's here. You probably might remember this because they have a relative that's a congressman. We got him to do a congressional. They did. Got him to do a congressional, whatever that is. Nothing worked. How many of you were in the military? When you sign on those lines, what do you do? You sign your life away. You better appreciate the armed forces. And you say, whither thou goest, I will go. And whither thou lodgest, I will lodge. That's all there is to it. So the day came, and and I remember by then, how old were you, Katie? 17? By then? She's 17. He was four years older. And so... How, was it, how would this possibly work, God? How could this happen? My hope was deferred. How could this happen? I mean, she's 17. He's leaving overseas. I don't even know where Panama is. <laughs> I still don't. Where is Panama? Anyway? It's, in Central it's in Central America. Okay. That's a long way. And I'm telling you, I am telling you the truth. Now, I'm, I had, I don't have time to go into the promises, but I had firm, solid promises. The day he arrived, oh, we got, we get to the airport. Back in those days, you could actually stand at the gate and cry and hug and plead. And remember, anybody remember those days? And, and uh, a, a general in uniform came and sat down. And I went, well, there he is. God sent a general. He's going to cancel the orders. But guess what? God on the plane. Now, if I'm correct in saying this, I don't think typically in the military you wear your uniform, do you, when you get on an aircraft? Or do you? Or do y'all know? In some? Okay. Well, this must have been a branch that allows it. And so the day he arrived in Panama, in Central America, now that I know where it is, this is literally, next thing you know, the phone rang. Now, we didn't have these. They were still nailed to the car in those days. We didn't have these. And so he calls, and we were like, what are you doing? Well, he immediately, Case is very friendly. He does not, I'm friendly, but he makes me look unfriendly. I mean, he'll make friends with everybody he talks to. And, well, he immediately made friends with the guy who ran the Watts line, which is military. He could call as much as he wanted, every day, all day, it didn't matter. And this guy also ran the hops, the military hops. And so he got to come home at least once a month, at least, On Uncle Sam. Thank you, Uncle Sam. 
I don't think I ever thanked Uncle Sam, so I just did. <laughs> so even though my hope was deferred and there was a delay, the Lord still was so faithful. And he, he came back to the United States earlier than what was the, whatever the, your orders are. And he PCS to Kentucky. I think it was Kentucky. Something like that. And of course, that's, I believe that's here in this country. <laughs> so it, we were getting a little closer. And then he got out, came back to San Antonio, finished his degree. He's an engineer today with a master's degree. They got married. And from the promise, there was a process. And in the process, your expectation become, can become delayed. But the desire was fulfilled. And they've been happily married for 20 years, have three amazing sons that I absolutely cherish. And God was faithful, but you know what? It didn't look the way I wanted it to look. That's why we look to Jesus as the author and perfecter of our faith. Okay, let's move on. That word delay means, the Hebrew word, <laughs> you're not going to like this, it means to draw out and drag. <laughs> Just wanted you to know that. Ezekiel 12, 23. Tell them, therefore, thus says the Lord, I will put an end to this proverb, and they shall use it no more as a proverb in Israel. But say to them, the days are at hand and the fulfillment of every vision. Verse 27. Son of man, behold, there of the house of Israel say the vision... It's for many days to come. And he prophesies at the times that are far off. Therefore, says, say to them, says the Lord, there shall none of my words be deferred any more. But the word which I have spoken shall be performed, says the Lord God. Amen. 2 Samuel 7, 25 and 28. I love this prayer. Now, O Lord God, Confirm forever the word you've given as to your servant and his house and do as you have said. And now, O oh Lord God, you are God and your words are truth and you have promised this good thing to your servant. Amen. What is the key to stopping delay? I'm going to give you the key. The Holy Spirit spoke to me. The key is persistence. The key is persistence. Like that widow in Luke 18 who would not stop pestering the unrighteous judge. And the judge finally said, because of her insistence and her persistence, I will do what she says. The Lord spoke to me. Be like her. Don't stop until the answer comes. Verse 7, and will, our not, will not our just God defend and protect and avenge his elect who cry to him day and night? Will he defer them and delay help on their behalf? I tell you, this is Jesus talking. Jesus, the anointed one. I tell you, he will defend and protect and avenge them speedily. However... When the Son of Man comes, will he find persistence in faith on the earth? The key to interrupting delay and deferred hope is persistence. Don't give up. Don't stop. Don't get distracted. Fix your eyes on Jesus. 
during those years, I think he ended up being gone 22 months. There wasn't a day that I did not insist and persist. And somebody gave me a drawing. I know I have it in all my memory box. I need to find time someday to go through that. She had an artist rendering made for me. It was a, a what are those pencil, color pencils? And it had all these steps. And at the top of the steps were the glory. And, of course, it had the bottom step. And at the bottom, she had written, blessed is the woman who has not left these steps. And that's what he would say to all of us. If you're in a time of delay or deferred hope, blessed is the woman who has not left these steps or the man, depending on what you are. This is what the Lord said to me. Do not take no for an answer. Take now for an answer. Disallow delays. In 1984, a very dear friend of mine, and when I say a very dear friend, I may not see her for years, and when we get together, it's as if we just saw each other. That's the kind of friend that's a true friend. Low maintenance. And this is, she gave me a prophetic word. This was 1984, October 1984. Don't doubt. We were going through a trial at the time. Don't doubt, don't doubt, don't waver at all. Don't give the devil the ball. Was it not I who made Jericho fall? I will not stand for defeat and neither will you when my conditions you meet. Psalm 22, 4 and 5. Our fathers trusted in you. They trusted and were confident and you delivered them. They cried to you and were delivered. They trusted in and leaned on you and they will not be ashamed, confounded or disappointed because when your hope is delayed and deferred, disappointment comes in. But I'm here with good news. Disappointment means reappointment to his appointment. And now I look back over those 24 years ago and I realize that had he stayed here, they were too young at the time. And God gave that seasoning and that maturing time. And honestly, they had the, they had the most picture-perfect relationship I think I've ever seen to this day, and I'm so grateful for it. So don't take no for an answer. Take now for an answer. All right. Remember God's promises to you are voice-activated. Psalm 25, 20. Keep me, Lord, deliver me. Let me not be ashamed or disappointed. My trust and refuge are in you. Romans 9, 33. He who believes in him shall not be put to shame or disappointed in his expectations or his hope. Romans 10, 11. The scripture says no man who believes in him will ever be put to shame or disappointed. 2 Corinthians 4, 16. Therefore, we do not become discouraged, disappointed, or afraid. The Bible is full of don't be disappointed. Don't allow disappointment. Psalm 40, 6, 16 and 17. Let all those who seek you be glad and let all who love your salvation say continually, the Lord be magnified. As for me, Lord, I'm poor and needy. Yet you take thought and plans for me. You are my help and deliverer. Oh, my God, do not tarry. Psalm 75, I'm poor and needy. Hasten to me, God. You are my help and deliverer. Oh, Lord, do not tarry. Romans 9, 28, for the Lord will execute his sentence upon the earth. He will conclude and close his account with men completely and without delay. It's all right to ask God to not delay. 
But are we doing it? Are we doing it? I'm telling you, I am. That Greek word for disappointed, are you ready? It means ashamed or disgraced or utter confusion. It is not the will of God for us to have one disappointment after another. It just tells me we're not being persistent. My husband started looking for a new office a couple of years ago. We just couldn't find one, but we knew we had to move. And I wanted him closer to home than he was. And so finally, last year, or what year are we in now? 2022, it's 2021. Um, we found an office in, the, in one of the bank buildings, and I thought it was perfect. I was very excited about it, so excited. And I was just praising God for this office, and, and uh, I just knew. I knew, because I know it all, that it was the one. And when we went to find the lease, sign the lease, the people next door decided they wanted it, and they wanted to, you know, how you knock out the wall and make it bigger. And I was like a little girl, mighty woman of God. I was mad. I cried. My youngest daughter called me, and she said, what is wrong with you? Because she's my in-your-face child. How many of you have an in-your-face child? I mean, don't you want to put them in the closet and gag them? I mean, I'm just saying. And I said, I know that was the office the Lord wanted your father to have. And because we procrastinated, it didn't happen. I was talking just like this. She said, Mom, God has better. No, he doesn't. I'm not exaggerating. I mean, I was just having a tantrum like a two-year-old. I said, no, he doesn't. And I'm just so angry. She said, well, I didn't like that office anyway. But she, she works for him. I said, well, I did. And it was the one, and now we've lost it. I'm, I was so angry. And I, I'm not pretty when I'm angry. I'm only pretty when I'm not. <laughs> I, I know you're going, well, you must be angry all the time. <laughs> and so... A few weeks go by, and I get a call, and they had gone to look at another office space. And she said, uh, I think we found it. I said, no, you, you haven't. <laughs> I said, this is a, um, what do you call it? Ishmael. What? Ishmael. No, I didn't say Ishmael. I know better than that, but I, it was like the booby prize. <laughs> and so I went to see it, and it was perfect. It was perfect. It was a beautiful building. Owners just kept it, keep it meticulously. Just a couple of miles from home. It's first floor, great windows. And the owners, they said, we'll gut it and totally redo it for you. We got to pick everything, the floors, the wall color, the baseboards, you name it, got to do it all. It was so far better than my tantrum. <laughs> See, I was disappointed, and I thought my hope was deferred. Another delay. But that disappointment was a reappointment to his appointment. And he, he has enjoyed being there. It has been such a blessing. 
And as I said, the owners are just so accommodating. It could not be better. So if you're like me, quit throwing your fits. And I'm going to close, but I'm going to read to you. I told you, moms, that we're brave enough to come today. I'm going to read to you two different words. Both of them came out today. Oh, no. Wait a minute. Sorry, I'm not here. Haha. Ready? I don't know who this is from either. But the last one I read you, I do know who it's from. It is not time to give up. It is time to deliver. The long labor has left you weary. You have felt delay, disappointment, depression, and discouragement. What the enemy tried to abort will be delivered. There's been a thick cloud of disillusionment, depression, confusion, and displacement. The Father is balancing the scales, and you are walking out of the fog. You will receive double for your trouble, and you will have it all. This season will be marked with peace, ease, and joy. You know what you need to say now, right? This season will be marked with peace, ease, and joy. What you thought would kill you has become a weapon of mass destruction. I love that. The anointing you carry will release miracles. The fire is the birthplace to upgrades and promotion. You will be the incense of heaven. Ah, and that's by a lady named Diane Anil, A-N-I-L. And I know where it was, Janice, because you sent it to me. It was uh, on Watchmen on the Wall. And I copied it. So, and I'm going to close. God told you, you're going to have to give me grace. This came out today. Now, what kind of coincidence would this be? Did I get all this two weeks ago? And it's what the Holy Spirit is saying all over the place. To his glory. Amen. Praise the Lord. And this is Nate and Christy Johnson, and it came out today. So if you don't get their stuff, you can look it up. You are entering a stretch forth your tent peg season. This is really good. You are entering an occupying the land season. You are entering a take back and recover all season. You are entering a recompense, reconciliation, and restoration season. For you've been in a season of limbo and delay and restriction and ceilings and walls all around you. You've been in a time where you've had to fight just to maintain the territory and the land that you have. But even then, it feels like what is in your hands has just been falling through your fingers. It's been a season of forfeiting. It's been a season of deep surrender. It's been a season of purging. It's been a season of having to hand over to Jesus, which you built for years, but is no longer working. It's been a time of things not coming together. It's been a time of having to deal with broken expectations and hope deferred that has been mounting up on every side. How many times can God say this? Without us getting it, we're getting ready to eat from the tree of life.
Now I don't know where I was. Ah, well, I I don't care if I already read this. It's been a time of things not coming together, a time of having to deal with broken expectations, hope deferred that has been mounting up on every side. There I am. But I hear the Lord saying that there is a shift in the air. You are about to move from stuck to seizing. You are about to enter into a season where you will occupy the land that the Lord promised he would give to you. Now, says the Lord, I'm going to cause everything that worked against you to be suddenly that which works for you. I'm laying up the wealth of the wicked for the righteous, says the Lord. I'm going to cause my people to occupy and own and take back the territory that had seemed like it's been lost. That's right. I will settle you in the home I promised you, says the Lord. And then it gives several scriptures. You'll own homes you didn't build, occupy and inherit land that wasn't on your radar. I'm giving you not one land, but multiple. Stretch forth your tent pegs to the left, to the right. Stretch them forth by faith. Break out of apathy today. Begin to loose the hope deferred that's been trying to strangle your heart and suffocate your vision and your dreams. Because this is a moment, says the Lord, that my people need to rise up and take the land and occupy, says the Lord. It's seize. It's time to seize. It's time to take. It's time to move forward into the land. It's time to not hold back anymore, says the Lord. I'm with you. My spirit's breathing over you. You'll feel my power. Chosen power is coming. Invigorating you and you'll feel the roar of my voice through your own. So take the land, people of God. Take the land. And there's more to it, but you can read it yourself. And by faith right now, begin to posture your heart and position yourself for this new thing that the Lord is doing in the earth. Are you ready? It's time. Father, it's time. We will not accept no for an answer. We will accept now for an answer. Because your promises are yes. And we say amen. We say our hope is no longer deferred. We say to unrelenting disappointment in the name of Jesus, cease and desist. And we receive, Lord, desire fulfilled as our tree of life. And thank you for this season we're entering of peace, ease, and joy. It will be the banner hovering over us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks again for joining us. If you enjoyed the podcast, subscribe and share it with a friend. You can hear more messages by visiting chosenessay.com. Be sure to follow us at Chosen Essay on Facebook and Instagram.